let's do this. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. I am back and with a vengeance. Actually, I doubt not with a vengeance. It's just kind of a movie trailer thing, but I am back. It's Monday, the 9th of August. Spent the weekend in uh, lovely Branson, actually, Branson, Missouri. And uh, it's nice. It's a nice town. You know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, people will malign it because that's where old people go and everything. Well, no, they've kind of converted it from that. They've uh, they made it into kind of a, a really cool resort town. And I get to spend some time with my good friend, Mr. Jim Bohannon, as he was inducted into the Missouri Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Already been uh, included into the National Broadcast Hall of Fame because he's a legend and he's awesome. And I hung out with him and, and Dina Martin, Dean Martin's daughter. That was pretty crazy, having dinner with Dina Martin. And I didn't really ask a lot about her dad because he kind of gets tired of that. I assume after a while, it's like, listen, I'm Dina. I'm not Dean. My dad is no longer around. And if you have some questions about me, that'd be great. So I tried to stay away from it. Anyway, it was a very, it was a very pleasant time. And we have much to get to. Special guest Greg Kelly going to be joining us very shortly. One of the few people supporting Andrew Cuomo. So we're going to talk to him very shortly. Stamps.com. If you are like me and you are a busy person and you have a lot of things to do during your day, all day, the last thing you need is a visit to the post office, a giant goose egg in the middle of your productivity. Well, now you don't have to do that. You can go to stamps.com. Enter promo code NEWSMAX, and you are going to be taken care of. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less. With discounted rates from USPS and UPS, you get a free scale and everything. Just go to uh, stamps.com, uh, enter code NEWSMAX, and I'll tell you more about that very shortly. So I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Joe Biden says that... Uh, 350 million people in the country have uh, been vaccinated for COVID. Uh, problem is there are only 330 million of us. Of the unvaccinated. So we have to get more people vaccinated. I said, well over, what's the number again? I remind myself, 350 million Americans have already been vaccinated. Yeah. They're, they're doing fine. I'm pleased to report the past week we've seen. You know, I uh, I speak a lot. I speak every day. I would uh, generally like to think that I speak more to the public every day uh, than Joe Biden does because he'll do a little press or maybe take a question or two uh, on a good day. Otherwise, he doesn't talk to anybody. And I talk for at least uh, 45 minutes a day on this show and do other stuff. And I would catch something like that. I'd go, okay, yeah, that, that was wrong. <clears throat> that was wrong. There's only 330 million people in the country. Well, he, he doesn't get it. He didn't see it. Anthony Fauci was out and about this weekend talking to uh, the sycophantic Chuck Todd. The sycophantic Chuck Todd. Uh, Dr. Fauci said the only way to protect children from coronavirus when going to school is to make sure they're wearing masks. He also went after the bikers at Sturgis and not after Barack Obama's 60th birthday party. Here's the first with sycophantic Chuck Todd. Vaccine mandates. We know the government isn't going to do vaccine mandates, but... Um are you going to attempt to create the conditions to allow um, private businesses and other entities to do that? Are you going to do your part to institute totalitarianism, even though you technically can't? Vaccine mandates. Um, is that sort of the next phase of what the of what the federal response can do? Absolutely, Chuck. Absolutely, Chuck. 
as you know, and I've said it several times on your show, that you're not going to see a federally from the federal government mandating vaccines they can't. for the country. But I'll, I, I'm almost certain, in fact, I am certain. We'll figure out a backdoor way, Chuck. That as soon as the FDA fully approves the vaccines that are now and, and under when emergency is that? use I don't mean authorization. But when is that? You, you know, Chuck, I, no one wants to get ahead of the FDA because they're an independent group. You certainly don't want to get behind the FDA. That makes their, their, their decisions, and that's good in many respects, because there will never be any concern that we're influencing them. But I hope, I hope, I don't predict, but I hope that it will be within the next few weeks. I hope it's within the month okay. of August. If that's the case, you're, you're going to see the empowerment of local enterprises giving man it's the empowerment that's the empowerment when they can tell you what to do it's called empowering it's that could be colleges <laughs> universities places of business a whole variety and i strongly support that the time has come boy i just i mean after a while doesn't it just become blah 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 with him i mean is anybody listening to this guy anymore he only goes on to uh, friendly media now he's been exposed as a liar he's been exposed as a toady he's been exposed as somebody who funds a lab in china that developed the covid virus from bats called gain of function research in his department paid for part of it then he decided if i was going to go after anybody i, I wouldn't go after uh, 700,000 bikers i think i'd rather go after the people who attended barack obama's birthday party because you might get scratched you know be like i'm gonna get you so bad i'm gonna smack you in the head seriously i'm, I'm serious i'm gonna scratch you versus bikers yeah go ahead and piss off about 700,000 i'm gonna see where that gets you but it didn't stop the Keebler elf from doing that. Uh, the rally kicked off on Friday has been linked to three deaths. Well, actually, those were um, uh, accidents, bike accidents beyond uh, 207 drinking violations. Is that all out of 700,000? That's not very high. But anyway, uh, organizers, 700,000 people attending the 10-day rendezvous for uh, motorcycle lovers. I'd like to go. I don't have a motorcycle. I'd look kind of stupid. I, I mean, I haven't ridden a motorcycle in many, many years. But anyway, only 46% of adults uh, in the county that host Sturgis are fully vaccinated compared with 60.6% uh, nationwide. Uh, virus infections are on the rise in South Dakota after a steady decline through the spring and summer, though the state has the fewest new cases per capita in the United States. But of course, because all these bikers are there, uh, they're going to kill everybody like they did last year. Oh, wait, no, it didn't happen last year either. Here's Chuck Todd, the sycophantic Chuck Todd with uh, Anthony Fauci picking a fight with 700,000 bikers. You've brought up uh, regionally the South, but out uh, in the plains, in the Great Plains, we have Sturgis, South Dakota. There's going to be a, there's a gathering right now of some 700,000. Chuck Todd still rides a bike with tassels on the handlebars. And people last year, it was a, and a basket in front, smaller turnout. And it was over about 150,000 people, and it and it led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas, where they became number one and number two uh, for essentially the rest of the calendar year of cases. What do you expect this rally to do to that part of the country? Well, I'm very concerned, Chuck, that we're going to see another surge related to that rally. I mean, to me, it, it's 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 understandable that people want to do the kinds of- He didn't say anything about Lollapalooza. Of things they want to do, they want their freedom to do that. But there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that couldn't- Didn't say anything about Obama's uh, birthday party this weekend. Involve you, your family, and everyone else, that something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do. I mean, you're going to ultimately be able to do that in the future, but let's get- You know, not nonsense. You know, shut your dang mouth. You've told us to lock down for a year and a half, 
89% of adults in this country in February were feeling optimistic about it. And you've shot that down because a, uh, an election year is coming up. And Joe Biden, everything he turns reverse Midas touch, everything that's gold he touches that turns to crap. And it's to, uh, to essentially distract from all of that, the economy, the border, etc. This pandemic under control before we start acting like nothing is going on. I mean, something bad is going on. Oh, yes, and you've been saying it for a long time, and every time you say everything's terrible, and every, you're always wrong. Always, always, always wrong. Listen, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. I do want to talk to my friend uh, uh, Greg Kelly, who's waiting here. Um, Greg Kelly, he has a terrific, terrific show on Newsmax. He is uh, my favorite host on Newsmax. I think it's because we're uh, we're very similar in some ways. I just I love his take on stuff. Hey, Greg. Rob, you're uh, you're so kind, and uh, your show is hilarious. Well done, very well done. Well, your show is is terrific, and and I love that you are passionate about what you believe in. For instance, you have a segment that you do on Black Lives Matter, and it is a compassionate segment. It's a powerful segment because so many times we forget the kids, the, the kids who are having their lives cut short. And Al Sharpton doesn't go to their funerals, uh, but you bring yeah, it we up. Call it- we call it Black Lives Do Matter, and uh, but Black Lives uh, Do Matter not in the way the Black Lives Matter movement says. They only seem to care when a black life is taken by a white cop, uh, and that is incredibly rare, that moment. Uh, but all lives matter, all black lives matter, including and especially the lives of black children that are being slaughtered, especially by gangs, especially in the inner city. And no one seems to give a damn, especially the leadership in the black community. People like Barack Obama, yes. you know, yes, I've got a huge problem with him for many, many reasons. But I swear all would be forgiven if this guy rolled up his sleeves, and not for a photo op, not for an afternoon, but if he set up shop in Chicago and said, you know what, we're going to negotiate a peace between these gangs. You know what, they would stop, they would listen, and he could save lives. But he's not going to do it because he's got to break a sweat. He might look a little silly, he might get criticized, and he might fail. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's also, as a, as a black father, when you look at cities like Minneapolis, where the uh, the fatherless home rate in, in uh, people of colors in their homes is 80 percent, you know, he thinks he's serving enough as an example just by, you know, existing. But he should be a voice for that as well, because that's where, you know, the, the societal breakdown in the, in the black community since the great society and Democrat policies has caused all of this. And he could do much more to set an example and inspire people. You're right about just existing. Uh, He's even said as much that just being sworn in would be this great inspiration and game changer. But he didn't always say that in the campaign when he was running for president. There were times where he spoke very boldly about the problem you just summarized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Too many uh, AWOL uh, black fathers, too many black fathers who are missing in action. Those are the terms that he used. Yes. And of course, all communities have AWOL fathers, have MIA fathers. But he said out loud, and you can look it up, that nowhere is it worse than in the black community. And this is one of the reasons why people responded to him. Wow, this is a person who could actually change the conversation. He can say things that we can't. Yeah. Hey, oh, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, no, no, no. I just, so look, with him, (laughs) so it falls to people like us, strangely enough, who are focusing more on the lives of black children yeah. than 
almost any politician <laughs> or media organization. You know, conservative, arguable nut jobs like us. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and, and Greg, I've been working in inner city with kids for thirty years for fostering and adoption. And uh, if you look at U.S., uh, you know, the, the different websites, they are populated with kids of color who have lost their families, have been taken from their families, etc. So I get tired of watching it generation after generation uh, fall for this. Oh, by the one other question to Greg, since his birthday has been pared down, what are you going to do with your weekend now that you're not going to Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> what a moment, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you think Michelle, I hear Michelle, uh, you know, for a brief shining moment, she was proud of America again, that they were having such a great birthday party and everybody was coming. <laughs> it's funny, you know, uh, uh, you, you look at this, and Greg, <clears throat> with regard to this new variant uh, and all this, and I like to say, you know, this is now all of a sudden dangerous all over again. Uh, there is a new variant is more contagious. Uh, Rand Paul says it is not nearly as deadly. It's about as deadly as a common cold. But they are using this again to stoke fear and all of this nonsense. And if Barack Obama thought that this new variant was so deadly, he would have canceled it before everybody called him out. He's not canceling this for the safety of his guests. He's canceling this to cover his butt. The same goes with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez posing with people in front of the Capitol uh, day before yesterday. Puts the mask on only during a photo op. Nancy Pelosi insists on masks in the House. The Senate, they're all apparently walking dead because they are not going to wear a mask. This has all been nonsense. Either they have a death wish or they don't believe the BS that they're preaching. Greg, what do you think about this new variant and this new wave of fear going across the country? Well, first off, you know, obviously, look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm as confused as anybody. Uh, I really am. And I'm not an expert, but the messaging has been all screwed up. I do think that the left wants a perpetual pandemic state. And with a perpetual pandemic state, they can do all kinds of things. They did all kinds of things in the run-up to the last election. They changed the rules. Um, and a lot of it, I believe, they did illegally. So, you know, I heard a doctor the other day on Lester Holt's show say that me, I happen to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But I'm at home, and I have a, she's two years old, a two-year-old daughter, that not only should I be masked, but she should be masked. Yeah. Um, at home, <laughs> indoors. And this is obviously, and, and then she went on to say it's incredibly low. The chances are incredibly low that this would be transferred uh, by me or by her. So what's the real motive here? I, I, I don't know. Other than the perpetual pandemic state that they, Greg, that they Greg, desperately what, want. What is your toddler going to do not seeing daddy's face for her entire yeah. early development? What the hell kind of person are you going to be raising if she can't recognize the facial expressions of dad and mom? Are you out of your nut? Yeah, and you know, school as well. Uh, facial oh. expressions, uh, 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 students and teachers being able to read them. But, you know... Gosh, we're all just looking at our phones. We're not looking at each other anymore. And uh, masks are even further isolating us. Uh, there's something very strange going on. You, I think you mentioned Rand Paul. He has been a brave truth teller in all of this. I really look to him for, for guidance. And you mentioned what he is saying about the, the, the mortality rate. And it's incredibly low. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot. you know what? Keep this in mind. A lot of people want to shut down again. A lot of people oh, yeah, want it. They liked it. They liked it. You know, 2% of me liked it. Yeah. Believe me. I mean, it was fun going to the office and no one else was there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, 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 uh, don't get me wrong. I don't want it to shut down again. No, no. But no. there is people are in people on some primal level don't want to work and they want money for free. 
Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, and this is off the virus. You are one of the only people defending, to some degree, with regard to sexual harassment allegations, Andrew Cuomo. In fact, I heard he said the next time he sees you, he's going to kiss you on the forehead and say, Ciao, Bella. (laughs) Well, look, I want to remind you and tell everybody that I was calling for Cuomo's resignation uh, last winter. Yes. Because I saw uh, very early on that he was mismanaging uh, COVID severely. Uh, that he wasn't working hard, uh, that he was taking care of himself. Uh, the book was a, a, a atrocity that he would get $5 million for it. So I called for his... There are a lot of reasons to not like Cuomo. There are a lot of reasons to want Cuomo gone. But I am not going to ju- jump on uh, this uh, this bandwagon because it's a phony one. Quite frankly, it's, 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 it's like the one that they uh, tried to uh, ride Kavanaugh out of town on. Yeah. I've been through the report. Hardly anybody has. The allegations are are weak and unsubstantiated. Okay. Well, also, uh, you had Dershowitz on the other day, a great interview with Alan Dershowitz. He was accused of the same thing, and he beat that thing down. So you're the only one, I mean, one of the few who are going to, who are defending him. What do you think is going to happen? What's his future hold? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Albany politics, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, everyone has to dust off the impeachment schedule up there and how it would work. Um, it's not like Washington, D.C. He, he's not under the script. What I'm saying is he's going to drive around to lawmakers and he's going to actually pressure them. He's going to tell them, cut the crap. He's got a lot of support also in the African-American community. Yeah. And... Uh, a lot of those lawmakers, I don't think, are inclined to go along with this. Yeah. One last thing. Yes, Two sir. months ago, everybody thought he was going to resign. Yeah. They thought he was going to resign by Friday. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and then he was going, he was back to COVID. I think this is going to kind of snap back to normal pretty soon. And for those who want to, it's very interesting. So you read the report, and then you see what people are saying about the report. It's a huge difference. Now, one more thing before we go, Greg Kelly, I appreciate by the way your time. You saw the four police officers uh, canonized by the uh, Biden administration earlier this week on Capitol Hill. They were four uh, pre-selected out of all of the officers who were involved in January the 6th, uh, many who had selfies taken with them and opened doors. But these four were chosen because they are political uh, operatives. They are they are Trump anti-Trumpers. Um, how did you feel with the president's comments yesterday about January the 6th being the worst thing since the Civil War? And then also um, your thoughts on these four officers and, of course, Ashley Babbitt. Go ahead. Well, the cops are um, not qualified to be cops anymore, especially after what they said. Certainly not on Capitol Hill. No. Two of them, only two of them, I believe, are Capitol Hill police officers, uh, Fanon and Hodges were with the MPD. Mm-hmm. All of them should surrender their badges and uh, guns. Uh, they be- can become uh, guests on talk shows, uh, but uh, they're all unhinged. I was offended by them, so unprophessional, uh, particularly Hodges, particularly Fanon. I mean, really, all Fanon got on Time Magazine, which you pointed out. I, I-, I saw that. I read it. God. It's a bad story. It's a bad story. He's now being kind of uh, slowly forgotten by his friends in the liberal media. Yeah. Uh, you know, they-, they used him, and there's very little uh, payoff. Yeah. You know, what's he going to do? Write a book? Maybe you know how you can't feed your family on these books anymore. No, you can't. no, especially uh, based on one day. I could see with uh, Sully on the two minute flight. I could see where a book could come out of that, but not a, a bad day as a Capitol Hill police officer. Which I mean, they don't experience well, look, I mean, a lot some of. Some of them acted like you know. like fighting a riot was beneath them. 
Yeah. And you buy those, <laughs> you buy that equipment for a reason. Uh, I have great concerns about uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Why a why a perimeter wasn't established, yeah. and of course Ashley Babbitt, that a woman would be shot on television, <sighs> that we could all see it unarmed. Yeah. Um, and no one cares. No one understood. Her name. I'll never forget it the next day because I knew that somebody had been killed there and uh, watching Savannah Guthrie in front of the Capitol, in front of the building where she, the woman had been killed. She didn't even mention the incident. Yeah. Uh, there's something very strange going on in America right now. All right, listen, I got to go, buddy. Uh, thanks for your service in the military, and, and uh, we will look forward to watching you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, see you, buddy. All right, there you go, kids. That is uh, Greg Kelly. He is a terrific show on Newsmax every day. And uh, if you get a chance to watch him, he's awesome. Go to NewsmaxTV.com for all of the uh, details for all of the shows on Newsmax. Uh, coming up, uh, somebody has actually decided to become public about uh, being harassed by Andrew Cuomo. I'll share that person, her interview on television in just a second. So going to the post office can be a pain. Uh, the post office is uh, actually closer to me than Walmart. But I don't like going there because it's a big goose egg in the middle of my day. And I don't want to stand in line. And I don't want to, I just don't have the time to do it. If you could just do it at home. Like sometimes you'll, you'll take an envelope and you'll, you know, maybe it's got a little bit more in it than what a normal envelope would. And you're kind of guessing how much postage you put on it because you don't want to go. And then you end up putting too much postage on it or not enough postage comes back to you. Well, with stamps.com, you can mail and ship anytime, anywhere from your computer. Send letters, packages, pay less, a lot less with discounted rates from UPS and the Postal Service. Stamps.com saves thousands of hours and tons of money every year. So you can print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And you can save like up to 40% on USPS and 66% on UPS shipping. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every single time can also get a free scale. Here's the deal. No risk. Just go to stamps.com, enter promo code NEWSMAX, get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term contracts or commitments. Okay, so it's stamps.com, promo code NEWSMAX. By the way, top aide to uh, Governor Cuomo, Melissa DeRosa, quit. She quit over the weekend. She said, personally, the last two years has been emotionally and mentally trying. She didn't give more specific reasons for her resignation. She said she's forever grateful for the opportunity to have worked with such talented and committed colleagues on behalf of our state. And thank you, Governor, for not grabbing on my ass all the time. Actually, she didn't say that. I added that. I added that. Yeah. So uh, Brittany Camiso, or Camiso, is one of the 11 women um, who are accusing him of sexually harassing them now he's a bully he's a, a corruptocrat he's a generally an awful person and this person didn't want to become public but she decided to do so i would assume to uh, add some credibility to what she has to say about the governor and here is her interview i believe this is on cbs why did you file that criminal complaint with the sheriff's office it was the right thing to do the governor needs to be held accountable and just so i'm clear again mm -hmm. Being held accountable to you mm -hmm. means seeing the governor charged with a crime. What he did to me was a crime. He broke the law. Okay. Now, here is what she says about uh, Governor Cuomo uh, being, you know, she's a, she's a gropey, he's a groper. Uh, she says he repeatedly sexually harassed her when she worked for him by subjecting her to close and intimate hugs, kisses on the cheeks and forehead, at least one kiss on the lips and touching her butt. 
He allegedly referred to her as one of the uh, and one other assistant as mingle mamas and asked her repeatedly if she would ever cheat on her husband. On December 31st, 2019, Cuomo asked her to take selfies of them as they worked together inside his office at the executive mansion. As she held up the camera, Cuomo moved his hand to grab her butt cheek and began to rub it for at least five seconds. Comiso was uh, so shaken up during the interaction that the photos came out blurry and Cuomo suggested the two sit down and take more. The governor then allegedly told her to send the snap to another aide, Alyssa McGrath, who has also accused Cuomo of sexual harassment and said not to share the photograph with anyone else. Comiso said she didn't report what happened because she was terrified. Cuomo admitted that he and Comiso took a photo together, but said it was her idea because he doesn't like to take selfies. In November 2020, he allegedly groped her breast at the executive mansion in Albany. There you go. So, uh, who knows? The guy... um, I don't know how well this is going to fly in a court of law. I don't, I don't know what sort of real evidence they have other than testimony. So we will have to see. We will have to see. Joe Biden kind of uh, slighted Governor Ron DeSantis uh, last week when he referred to him as Governor Who? Governor, like he didn't know, after Ron DeSantis says, you handle uh, you know, the border and I'll handle COVID in my state, sir. Who is using your words about don't be in the way, and he's saying, I am in the way to block too much interference from the federal government. Your response, Mr. President? Governor Who? Governor who? Governor who? Well, here is uh, Ron DeSantis' uh, response to that. Do you have a comment about the comment that President Biden made recently? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I guess I'm not surprised that that Biden doesn't remember me. Um, I guess the question is, is what else has he forgotten? (laughs) Biden's forgotten about the crisis at our southern border, I can tell you that. Uh, Biden has forgotten about the inflation that's biting the budgets of families all throughout our country. Uh, Biden has forgotten about the demonstrators who are fighting for freedoms down in Cuba. And Biden's even forgotten about the Constitution itself, as we saw with what he did with this moratorium. And I can just tell you, I'm the governor who protects parents in their ability to make the right choices for their kids' education. I'm the governor who protects the jobs and education and businesses in Florida by not letting the federal government lock us down. I'm the governor who answers to the people of Florida, not to bureaucrats in Washington. There you go. That's called a smackdown, ladies and gentlemen. Don't mess with don't mess with him, especially. Don't come to an intellectual argument unarmed like Joe Biden uh, tends to do. Oh, Jim Acosta on CNN is calling uh, Governor uh, DeSantis, I guess, uh, a name with regard to uh, COVID, G- Governor Delta or something. The other day, and we've been talking about this this afternoon, an 11-month-old girl in Texas, another hard-hit state, had to be flown 150 miles away for treatment because hospital beds are full in her town. People should not have to die so some politicians can own the libs. They're not owning anybody, but they may end up owning the pandemic because they're prolonging it. Perhaps it's time to start naming these new variants that may be coming out after them instead of the Delta variant. Why not call it the DeSantis variant? What a complete and utter D-bag. We could sell beer koozies that say, don't Florida my Fauci, and use the money. That was really stupid, actually. Here you go. Let's try that again. Don't Florida 
my Fauci. Don't Florida my Fauci. How about go Fauci yourself? <laughs> and use the money to help pay for all of the funerals that'll be coming. <laughs> what? Democrat of Missouri Representative Cory Bush, who actually outstupided, outstupided, yeah, outstupided AOC last week by saying that she wanted to defend cops while defending the fact that she's spending hundreds of thousand dollars on personal security. Generally, these are either cops who are moonlighting or ex-police officers. The thing, I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm- she won't let you get that off. Whatever that means. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? This is what happens when stupid gets a platform. I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Yeah, there's plenty of social safety nets you dimwit. This weekend, she appeared on um, MSNBC, of course, to kind of, uh, I guess, soften the blow from her incredibly ignorant and uh, tone-deaf answer last week. Could those comments end up being harmful to your fellow Democrats, politically speaking? I think what we have to look at is the fact that I made it to Congress in because it completely blew the hole in the, what you were trying to say, which is that uh, Republicans wanted to fund the police, which is absolutely and utterly absurd. In 2020, I was elected to Congress, and we're still fighting this same fight. We're still fighting to save black lives. That was not... That- then why are so many black people killing black people in St. Louis? That work was not done before I got here. This is the reason why I ran, was to save lives, to save my son's life. It was because Michael Brown, who we're fighting for, can still trying to get justice for. No, that, that case was already closed, actually, and, and he actually charged the police officer. The police officer was not held for any charges. It was Mike Brown's own fault that he, he, that he died. Um, it's because he didn't get justice and Von Derrick Myers didn't get justice. No, he did, he, the officer didn't get justice because he lost his job, probably never work again. Gene Powell didn't get justice and so many others that is why and because that was not that was not fixed before i got here to then come at me and say you're the reason why we have these problems no the 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 reason why we have these problems is because those that were in power and could have fixed this problem before now didn't and cost it cost lives and so how are you going to fix it dimwit now that i'm here you're going to defund the police in in st louis see how well that works for you I, we just, we just... Did you see what happened in Minneapolis, you dimwit? Um, introduced the People's Response Act. San Francisco, Portland. To make sure that we are looking at the money that money that should be going to social safety nets to make sure that our, our community members who are um, living with um, mental health um, uh, issues wow. um, are are able so, to function and live in society um, the way that uh, that anyone would. I'm thinking you're one of those people with the, uh, the mental health issues. Here's a little bit more. This is complete gobbledygook that makes no sense at all. But we're still dying. So something has I, to change. I, yeah, and I, and I hear what you're saying, but, but I also heard you say that you think it's a comms problem. Is it that? Because no, I'm saying that we can also that that's another way that you can tackle this. You have to tackle it from more than one place. We have to work on what we want to say. What what are what is our message? But then we also have to understand that we we have to save lives too. St. Louis can't keep get being put on the back burner at all that. And I'm here to stand up for my community. Wow, she said nothing. She literally said nothing. 
So Cortez and Bellagrino, one of my favorite shows on Newsmax, they had uh, Michael Savage, talk show host, on to talk about uh, China paying reparations for the trillions of dollars that they cost the United States and other countries around the world. And she has he has a kind of a different take on it. So, Michael, I'm told that you don't believe China should pay for the pandemic. You, you side with the White House here? I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. No, no, no. It's a very tricky question. Of course, I'd like to see them pay you know reparations. However, we have to be very careful and not let our emotions override our intelligence. Remember what reparations against... In Germany other words, act like a Democrat. Germany triggered after World War One. It gave rise to Hitler and World War Two. We better be very careful how far we take this because it could wind up as a very dangerous boomerang. Why do I say that? Because history teaches us that massive reparations, claims that are perceived as unjust, even by a responsible nation, can turn into great propaganda tools that could be exploited for the worst totalitarian regimes. And right now, President Xi is more powerful than Mao Zedong, with one of the most powerful militaries on earth. And I don't think he's going to say, sure, we'll pay reparations. Should they? Sure, they should. Okay, but will they? No. Here is what he says that echoes what I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. Uh, they should still be on the hook. Let me ask you this, Michael. What do you propose then that we do to deter China from doing this again to the United States? Well, again, I want to go back to my primary points. I'm not putting the camp with Joe, Joe Biden. Yes, they owe us and the world for what they have done whether it's by accident or whatever, they're not going to pay a dime. However, they hold an awful lot of our debt. What if we just don't pay our debt? Isn't that another form of collection? Well, you might get a notice and a phone call. Without Absolutely. putting a sword up in the we air. We noticed that you're past due on your account. You must have forgotten. And say, let's fight. Say, okay, tell you what. It's cost us a trillion dollars in our economy. We're just not we need our money or we're going to take over the world. I'm not going to pay you. That escalated quickly. What are they going to do next? <laughs> they have a power. They could do a lot of things to us. So we got to be very careful here. On the, we're on the cusp of a potential war. We will see. We will see. Restaurant owners around the country, particularly in New York City, New York City, because of uh, uh, de Blasio instituting a new vaccine passport to dine out, to work out, to get into entertainment venues. It is uh, a massive dictatorial power grab, and New York restaurant uh, restaurant owners are terrified of it because they know it's going to kill business. Right now, children children cannot go into any of those businesses. Children under 12 cannot go into restaurants. Children number 12 cannot go to workout facilities. Children under 12 cannot go to entertainment venues. Did you know that? Did you know before this that the Metropolitan Opera didn't allow 12 years old and under for the last few months? Like a 12-year-old would want to go see the frickin' opera? But anyway, here is a restaurant owner talking to Cortez and Pellegrino about what she foresees as the end of her way of life. They, that's it. This is the initial handcuff they're putting on us. Instead of them focusing on the real problem in the city, which is crime and putting the handcuffs on real criminals, they're putting the handcuffs on the people who are trying to build the city back. We, we are the people who are building the city back and they have destroyed us. The first rounds with their mandates and requirements just 
was the initial blow and now and now this one too yeah it's gonna do it guys and nobody really cares nobody really cares uh here's grant stinchfield uh, talking about the the southern border the southern border of course is being re- breached uh, there is a, a congressman i believe who is uh talking impeachment of the president which of course won't happen unfortunately although it should because he is allowed a breach of the border and the breach of our american sovereignty um here is uh stinchfield talking to uh, laredo uh, texas mayor pete sains about what's going on there well it's truly a crisis we have a a border security crisis we have a health crisis and we have a humanitarian crisis grant the uh, border security obviously it's been ongoing for months now Uh, we've never seen anything uh, like this the numbers it's because of policy are just way way up Uh, uh, we're experiencing basically two two factions here in laredo texas one is the single adults, uh, Laredo, Texas has uh, detained, or at least the Laredo Sector Border Patrol has detained uh, over 96,000 and um, of, of these uh, migrants uh, crossing the border illegally. Yeah, that's just in Laredo. Uh, and uh, 96% of those are single adult males. Uh, and, and those are the ones that are engaged uh, to, to a greater extent with the cartels in Mexico and they yep. hire local gangs and yep. and they're uh, perpetuating these stash homes. These stash homes are basically uh, homes within our community that uh, serve as, as stash houses for humans or whatever, uh, primarily for humans. Uh, and nobody seems to care about the fentanyl that's coming in. Nobody seems to care about the sexual abuse of children that is happening wholesale on the border. It's unbelievable. January 6th happened, what, six, seven months ago, and uh, there are still people in prison, many in solitary confinement. No one, no one accused of uh, trying to take over the government, of of insurrection as war. Tom Fitton talked to Greg Kelly about the January 6th protesters. We have a Bastille prison in Washington, D.C., guys. We have a bourgeois and a proletariat. We are the proletariat. The bourgeois are in power. And now we have a Bastille holding political prisoners. This is not going to end well for the Democrats. I'm not aware of any being charged with insurrection. I mean, my general concern here uh, is that the Justice Department is prosecuting these cases in a way as to undermine confidence in the fair administration of justice. Uh, The disparate treatment of uh, the folks involved in the January 6th and uh, uh, the January 6th disturbance versus the handling of the rioters. Look, Carl, I was at the Kavanaugh hearings. I saw violence. I saw efforts to disrupt congressional proceedings. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of any Justice Department investigation. Antifa and BLM tried to burn down St. John's Church across from the White House. The President of the United States at the time, Donald Trump, actually had to retreat to the presidential bunker. That is far worse than what happened at the Capitol. ...of the nature that we're seeing here. And a lot of those folks still aren't getting access to basic evidence that other uh, defendants would gain access Mm. to. In fact, the American people haven't gained access to the information uh, that is that the Justice Department has, that the Congress has. Unbelievable. Here are the actual charges. The big charges against the rioters, the insurrectionists. Well, when something doesn't make different, make sense as to why uh, a government official was doing something in one instance and not the other or government entity, it's usually because of politics. <laughs> it's yeah. politics. Yeah. yeah. And the politics of January 6th mandates that the Justice Department uh, uh, drop the hammer on everyone who was there. Frankly, despite the extent of their involvement in criminal activity, 
they've they've kind of bound up individuals who assaulted the police, who, as you say, defaced property or broke stuff. That they obviously type the sort of thing that uh, suggests that uh, should be prosecuted. But then there are people who walked in through open doors. One person was just uh, after being kept in jail for six plus months. Uh, the Justice Department, after pretending that he committed felonies, let him plead out to a petty misdemeanor, I think it's called, uh, where he was, quote, uh, pled guilty to parading. Could you believe this, that somebody sat and rotted in a federal jail for six months to ultimately pleading out to parading? Unbelievable. We have a Bastille in our nation's capital. This will not end well for Democrats. Now, I want you to listen very carefully to this person. I saw this online this morning. Adrian Aguirre is an occupational therapist at a, holo- at a hospital in Hawaii. He decided to talk about what's going on in his ward. Now, last year, I brought this up. The uh, CDC director last year, Robert Redfield, agreed that some hospitals have a monetary incentive to overcount coronavirus deaths as they do deaths for other diseases. He said, I think you're correct in that we've seen this in other disease processes, too, really in the HIV uh, epidemic. Somebody may have a heart attack, but also have HIV. The hospital would refer to the classification for HIV because there's greater reimbursement. That's what he told the House panel last year. So I do think there's some reality to that when it comes to death reporting, though ultimately it's how the physician defines it in the death certificate, and we review all of those death certificates. So I think probably it is less operable in the cause of death, although I won't say there uh, are not some cases. My wife has a good friend whose father died in a nursing home. They said that he died of COVID. He was never tested. That is how close it came to me. An investigation in Florida found that several deaths were wrongly attributed to the virus, including a man who died from a gunshot wound to the head. The CDC's website last year listed 3,700 coronavirus deaths characterized as intentional and unintentional injury, poisoning, or other adverse effects. In Texas, 3,000 people were removed from the overall coronavirus count because they never actually tested. Let's listen to Abrian Aguirre, an occupational therapist in Hawaii. Certified occupational therapy practitioner. And I'm here because I have experience on COVID units. I've worked on three COVID units, uh, two isolation COVID unit and one step down unit. And um, so I've pay attention because this would get me if I posted this to YouTube, they would take this down. They take down my page. If I posted this to Facebook, they would take down my page. If I put it on Twitter, they would take down my page for no good reason. I've witnessed a lot of what um, I guess the media has been talking about. And I see how they've misrepresented the truth on COVID, the truth on the testing. Um, For instance, at my facility, uh, I work at the biggest skilled nursing facility here in Oahu. And I work with the geriatric population. Um, the people that were moved to the COVID unit didn't have COVID. They tested positive with the PCR test, but most of them were asymptomatic and only suffering from their pre-existing conditions. None of them uh, had exacerbated symptoms. Uh, most of them weren't sick other than what they were already dealing with, end-stage renal failure, uh, diabetes, COPD, uh, uh, congestive heart failure, things of that nature. I talked to someone uh, months and months ago, an administrator at a hospital near me. And I said, how is the COVID crisis? They said, what crisis? I said, well, how many people have died? They said, we've had three people die 
uh, with COVID, with COVID, not of COVID. One was already in hospice. One was in hospice, was dying, and they did this uh, this test that they do, and uh, oh, suddenly they're COVID positive, so we can claim it as a COVID death and get money. More people survived and had no issues and were asymptomatic that were well into their 80s and 90s than that passed away. Uh, my entire experience on these COVID units, I think there were 12 deaths, and none of those deaths uh, could fully be attributed to COVID. There's a difference between dying of or dying with COVID. Before we go, I want to uh, I want to play a little bit from Peyton Manning. He was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. I think he's a hell of a guy, certainly a hell of an athlete. And I think he's deserving of some, uh, uh, you know, some celebration. Here's a little bit of his, uh, of his acceptance speech. When we leave this stage tonight, it is no longer about us. It is about cultivating the game that has given so much to us. It's about nurturing football to live and thrive another day. And not using it as a political platform. I just threw that in there. Another year, decade, and another generation. It's about guaranteeing that kids everywhere can learn, bond, grow, and have fun with every flag pulled, every tackle made, every pass thrown, every run, block, sack, and touch touchdown scored. The audience here tonight is made up of diehard fans who feel football deep in your bones. Now we may have ignited the fire, but you, you have fanned the flames. Inevitably, those flames will be whipped by the winds of change, but they don't need to smolder. The future of this game is ours to shape. We just need to take tomorrow on our shoulders as readily as we donned our pads before each game. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football. God bless you, brother, because uh, it's uh, you have an amazing career. It is kind of funny. When you've lived long enough, you see an entire career go by. You know, I'm in my early 50s, and, uh, and I saw his career. His entire career. It's wild. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. I uh, I really could not wait to get to the microphone today and share what I discovered over the weekend. I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you get the chance, will you share it with other people? And will you also go to Apple Podcasts and just subscribe on your phone? The show is portable. It is free. It's very easy. Uh, and, and if you have somebody in your life, maybe they don't know a lot about podcasting, just show them, hey, hey just here, this Apple Podcast right here on your phone. And, there, and just go to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. There it is. There it is. It's that simple. All right, would you do that? Would you also go to stamps.com and uh, try their four-week trial? Just go to stamps.com, enter code NEWSMAX, NEWSMAX. That would be great. I am so grateful to do this. I am so grateful to be able to wake up, uh, even though it's some days early this morning, 4.30, to get ready to do this show. And I work tirelessly to prepare what I say for you. Uh it's a dream come true for me to be able to do this. And I hope that you, I hope that I'm living up to your expectations and hopefully even exceeding them. Thanks for uh, listening and, uh, and please share with others. God bless our police. God bless our first responders and our military. God bless you. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, guys, until tomorrow, at least, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.